0: So what exactly is your metabolism? What is your metabolic rate? And why the hell should you care? Hey, it's Brian with Applied Fitness, where our mission is to help motivate, educate, and empower you to become the best version of yourself. Today we'll talk about your metabolism and what it is, and how you can impact, influence, and improve your metabolic rate, which is really the holy grail of fat loss and fitness, to burn more calories throughout a 24-hour period. But how do we get there? So let's start at the Beginning, so your metabolism is kind of like a—I guess we'll call it—a thermostat. And a thermostat, you know, it regulates your temperature in your in your house or wherever your office. Same with your metabolism; it regulates how many calories you burn throughout the throughout the day. So now, at surface level, you might think, "Oh, geez, if I have a slow metabolism, I'm screwed," and if I have a fast metabolism, wow, I must be good. It doesn't quite work that way. So your metabolism, just like a regular thermostat, can be damaged. So after years of yo-yo dieting and harsh diets, low-calorie eating, and excessive exercise, it damages your metabolism. So you end up burning less calories throughout the day because your metabolism shrinks, becomes sluggish, and stalls. So obviously... How can we improve and impact that? So we can do that through a couple different things. We're going to focus on, first is your basal metabolic rate. Not to get too clinical, but your basal metabolic rate, or BMR, you may have heard this term, is how many calories you burn at rest. So that's the number we want to raise. That's how many calories would be if you were just to lay in bed all day. How many calories just to survive? Think of that as survival calories. So that's going to be the majority of your calories throughout the day. So let's focus on raising that. We're looking for the big return on that. So how can we do that? Great question. First, we do that through strength training. Strength training, unlike cardiovascular, which burns calories during the workout and then your metabolism slows down afterwards, strength training actually elevates your metabolism post-workout. So you might work out at 8, eight in the morning and... 8 p.m. at night, you're still burning more calories because of the the, the strength training workout that you did. Obviously, it helps you become stronger, leaner, and toner. That toning part about building muscle tone and and, and looking tone, that's what's going to help you build, burn the calories by building the muscle and, and lifting the appropriate amount of weight. So that's what you want to focus on. So what does that mean? So three to four days a week, if you're doing appropriate amount of strength training, again, just focusing on strengthening the body, getting become stronger that's gonna raise your basal metabolic rate on top of that we want to focus on nutrition so you want to focus on what we call tapering carbohydrate tapering and this is kind of an interesting um thing that we don't do restrictive we don't do elimination diets we don't do any of that stuff but what we like to do is taper your carbohydrates so what you would do is earlier in the day you'd have more carbohydrates midday you'd have moderate carbohydrates and at night you would have little to no carbohydrates so what that does is that 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 teaches your body to rely mostly on fat as the day goes on for its energy levels. Now here's the caveat, and here's the most important thing, here's the secret, is that each meal you gotta have a little bit of protein because what that does is forces your body to to use the protein to to build up and keep your metabolism elevated and you use the fat calories that you have stored fat to burn the calories. So that's the important thing. So you focus on those two things. That's going to help raise your metabolism. It's going to keep it elevated. It's going to keep it sustained. You're going to burn more calories and you're going to look better, feel better. All right. I hope that helps. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We're here to help you. Hey, What's up everybody, it's Brian of Applied Fitness and we're back with another episode of the Science and Art of Living an Amazing Life Fitness Success After 40 Can Be Yours. And today I want to talk about uh, some things that are probably holding you back. You know, gosh, these things, it breaks my heart. I hear about these three anti-fitness habits all the time. These three things oftentimes slow people's progress down or halt their progress altogether. So we we'll are talk about these three things and see if we can eliminate them from our our everyday lifestyle. So the following three things will actually result in fat gain faster than than you could ever imagine. So let's talk about them each and every one. So number one is drinking your calories. Now we all know the, the low-hanging fruit, of soda pop and, and uh, alcohol calories, we all know that those are high in calories and empty calories. Those are easier to avoid, but there's some of the ones that are lesser known, some of the insidious ones like that morning coffee, that mocha, caca, latte, whatever that you're drinking from Starbucks might actually be like two to 300 calories in uh, in those things. So that right there is empty calories that you wouldn't even know right away is high in sugar, high in empty calories. Uh, certain healthy smoothies, quote unquote healthy smoothies, those tend to add up in calories. And, and I love smoothies. I drink them myself. I have a protein shake every day. But the problem is some of them you know, you get and you add so much stuff to them that though they're actually five, six hundred calories, it's like a little mini meal, and it's not quite as healthy as you think. So always be careful about those those options. Never drink your calories. Always stick to water. You can't go wrong with water. Or what I like is flavored water. A little bit of lemon, a little bit of uh, lime in the water makes it uh, so it's calorie free. Stay well hydrated. You can't go wrong. Number two is not exercising. This is a no-brainer, and uh, I don't need to talk too much about this, but what the thing with exercise is it has to be consistent. And you know, it can't be something that you do, eh, I do once or twice a week. You know, that's that's good if if all you want to do is just get stronger and if you want to strengthen your skeletal system, reverse osteoporosis, reverse sarcopenia, and get stronger. You can get away with exercising just a couple times a week. But if fat loss and weight loss and living an amazing life, if that's your goal, you gotta work out more than a couple times. You can't just go once or twice a week and think you're going to get the results that you desire and you deserve. So, you know, I mean, you can certainly go with strength training twice a week. That's okay. That's awesome. But you still, on other days, want to make sure you're getting some kind of activity, some kind of exercise that you're getting, the exercise that you need. Um, So that's a big thing. Consistency, again, is huge. What that does, that spikes your metabolism. We've talked about that numerous times in the podcast. It ignites your metabolism, and that's what keeps you burned. The calories and burning the fat. So, by not doing that, you're really missing the boat on that. All right, number three is. Eating a heavy dinner and what I mean by heavy dinner, I mean that in two things. First in in volume size. Meaning that, you know, oftentimes you know we get so busy at our work day, like we'll skip breakfast, we'll skip lunch, and we go 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 go. And then come dinner time we sit down and before you know we eat so fast and you're know, like, oh my god, I just overate. I just I ate everything. And we have all put that I've done that myself many times and it's the problem with that is it's hard in the body. You know, it your body's kind of it, it's it's it doesn't like to be shot like that. And that's exactly what happens hard on the heart, hard on the on your glucose levels, hard on your endocrine system. So you don't wanna always eat a lot of food all one time. That's my problem with intermittent fasting. You go all day without eating, and all of a sudden you overload your body, and it shocks your system. But that's a whole nother story. And but the second part about not eating a heavy diet is high in carbohydrates, or heavy in carbohydrates. Now, what I mean is, you know, we're always a proponent of, of uh, tapering our carbohydrates. Now, we're not talking about Atkins or anything like that. We don't do that nonsense keto or anything like that. But what we do follow the science, and we do realize that that tap- Keep the carbohydrates. staying, Keep the carbohydrates. You know a little bit higher in the morning, a little bit moderate for the afternoon, and a little more carbohydrates for dinner. Really is the optimal eating methodology to help you use that stored fat, those reserves fat as energy to burn that fast. So that's what you want to look for. Is is not having such a heavy dinner, both in volume but also carbohydrates. So there's a three anti fitness habits, and you know when I the ones I just said. You know if if you're doing any of them, now just kind of look at how you can make the modifications, you know, and, um, you know, I'm always thinking about the inverse, so number one, drinking your calories, obviously, like I said, the inverse of drinking the calories is just drinking water, which has no calories, that's going to eliminate that, number two is, is the not exercising, if you structure the exercise and make it part of your daily activity, most days of the week, you're going to eliminate that, that anti-fitness habit, and the last one, eating a heavy dinner, if again, if you're Eating a structured meal plan throughout the day, your meal prepping, and knowing that okay, I'm having this for breakfast, having this for lunch, by dinner time, you won't be likely to overeat and you won't be likely to to overdo it. So there you go, three fitness anti-fitness habits for you. Hope that helps you. Our goal here on this podcast, as always, is geared towards fitness success after forty, and it's geared to help you live an amazing life. This is the art and science of living an amazing life. I'll talk to you next time. We're in the midst of a fight. We are in the midst of the fight for our life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brian with the Pride Fitness, and this is the Science and Art of Living Amazing Life podcast. And today, I want to talk about the fight of our life, and that fight is against age-related muscle loss, because as we age, we tend to lose um uh, hard-earned, beloved muscle. And what happens can be reversed, and it will be reversed if we talk to do what we're going to talk about today. So uh, first off, it's something that's totally natural, totally normal. It's called sarcopenia, and that's the clinical term. And all that means and all you need to know and all we need to know together is sarcopenia is muscle wasting. And that's where your body starts to break down your muscle tissue. It starts to break down your muscle tone. It breaks down your strength. And it's slowly happens and it starts in your late 30s accelerates in your 40s 50s and beyond and the problem with that is when you start to lose muscle tone there goes your metabolism so it's very insidious it happens slow and we've all seen that we start to get less energy you have less sexual drive you have less uh, uh, mobility all of that is because of muscle wasting so what can we do well I'm glad you asked that. There's a couple things we can do. So first thing and the number one thing is strength training. And, you know, we're always talking about the importance of strength training. But it's even more important as we age. Because what happens is by strength training, that helps build you back up. It helps build you up so you're leaner, you're stronger, you're fitter, you're healthier. It increases your balance, your mobility, all those good things. But more importantly, it ignites your metabolism because what happens is when you work out, when you strength train, it keeps your metabolism burning calories throughout the day. So it's twofold. We're going to put on a little bit of muscle tone and we're going to burn calories throughout the day with an ignited metabolism. So you can't go wrong. That's the the basis of that. So what exactly is strength training? So we're just looking to keep it simple. And um, optimal results is a repetition range of 8 to 15. So you want a a weight of resistance that you can do from 8 times to 15 repetitions with, with perfect form. Now we're not talking about going real heavy that you can only do two or three that's not all we're talking about conversely i don't want to see it use a weight that you can do you know 25 30 repetitions there's there is a point of Diminishing returns there, so you want to you want to avoid that. But what you do want is a weight that you can do uh, eight to 15 times at strength training your whole body. So you want to do a couple sets for each muscle group. What that's going to do is again, it's going to help you look stronger. You're going to feel leaner. That that really is what's going to help eliminate the muscle wasting and. Because the side note, and we don't talk too much about this, but we, we should. Is you know, the sarcopenia obviously is muscle wasting, but strength training also overcomes osteopenia, which is the bone breakdown, which is the precursor to to osteoporosis. So, strength training really is the one size fits all. Pardon the pun. Uh, the solution to help you not only lose the weight, but also to keep the muscle, the well preserved precious muscle and bones. So I hope that helps. There are a couple things you can do is to fight the age-related muscle mass, and what that's going to help you do is help you live an amazing life. And this is the Science and Art of Living an Amazing Life podcast, and I hope that helps. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Hey what's up everybody, it's Brian with Applied Fitness and we're back with another episode of the Fitness Success After 40, the science and art of living an amazing life. And you know what, it is just that. It is a science and art and it is all combined to make an awesome life. So today I'm going to talk to you about the five simple steps for achieving any goal. And you know, obviously always I keep this in my lane, I stay in my lane and I keep this towards health, fitness and fat loss because that's what we're all about. But you know what, obviously these things can be applied to anything in life, these five simple steps will help you achieve goals, whether it's financial goals, whether it's it's relationship goals, anything, and all those things are what make an amazing life. Is having you know faith, family, fitness, and fun are the uh, the things that we want to focus on. All right, so number one for the five uh, simple steps for achieving success is first off is setting your goal, and this seems like a no-brainer, and it is. But when I say setting your goal, it has to be very specific. I think oftentimes we're very abstract when we set goals. We say, "Oh, I want to lose weight," or "I want to look good by the summer." Or, I want to, I want to feel good. Those are all good, but they're kind of, uh, kind of wishy-washy. Where you want to be real specific. You know, I want to be very. I want to drop three dress sizes. I want to lose two inches off my legs. I want to drop four inches off my hips. Now, those are something that's not only specific but it's measurable. We know. Okay, all right. Four Four inches is four inches. It is binary in this non-binary world that we're living in these days. It's a very binary issue. It's like, okay. Did I drop the three dress sizes? Could I do? Could I run three miles without stopping? That is a yes or no. You won or you didn't. It doesn't matter. Those are the kind of goals that you want binary goals. Number two is define define your timeline. You got to be specific. Again, you just can't say eh, by summer or I want to lose ten pounds soon. Like, what does that mean? You know, you want to be very specific and kind of bring it down to a specific timeline to be like, okay, I want to drop three dress sizes by August 20th. Or, I want to lose two inches off my thighs by October 13th. Whatever. As long as you have a timeline, then we can engineer and work backwards. And we can say, okay, uh, we got four weeks from now. This is what we need to do. These are the, the, the road marks that we need to be looking at. This is the plan we need to follow to get us there. We can engineer backwards. Always much easier to do than just being very abstract. Number three is name your prize. And this is a fun one. This is naming something that, okay, when I do X, I'm going to do why, and I always recommend making it fun, and obviously, if weight loss and fat loss is a goal, we're not going to say, you know, I'm going to go hog wild and eat like a like a drunken sailor, but what we can do is say, you know what, like when I, in three weeks, when I lose five pounds, I'm going to treat myself to a massage. Suddenly, you have your goal, you have a timeline, and you have a prize, you have something to look forward to, and that's going to keep you on track, so it, it helps you. Uh, number four is picture it. Now, visualization is so, so important. I mean, what the mind can uh, believe the body can achieve. And it sounds corny, sounds hokey, but it's so true. You have to see it in your mind. Because once you start seeing it in your mind, you start to believe it in your heart. When you believe it in your heart and you can see it in your mind, you can do it, you can manifest it, you can stay focused on the days that you don't feel like exercising. That picture in your head is going to get you through the times you feel like exercising and the times you feel like not exercising is going to keep you on track. And number five is follow following a recipe for success. And this goes back to my favorite quote of all time is that success leaves clues. So you wanna follow a recipe. You wanna find, you know, look at what somebody who's achieve what you want to do, what did they do? How did they do it? What did they do? What didn't they do? What was their mindset? What was their their thought process? And obviously everybody's different, so your journey, your path is going to be a little different than somebody else's, but you know what? You're probably going to see some similarities and say, okay, this is what they did. This is how they did this. Uh, okay, when they lost the weight, they put in their workout clothes in their car, so they never were without, or they always, they, they meal prepped on Sunday. Huh, they did that. Maybe I should do that. Again, success leaves clues. So I hope Hope that helps. Here's your five steps to amazing results. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Fitness Success After 40 podcast where we talk about the science and Art of Living an Amazing Life. And today we're gonna talk about the five workout secrets. These five things are gonna help you whether you're just starting your health and fitness fat loss journey or you're a seasoned veteran. It doesn't matter. These five things will help you, take you, and get you the results that you want. So let's first talk about secret number one. Workout secret number one is consistency is key. And you know, it's not that workout that you do once in a while. It's not that workout that you do when you feel like it. It's not the workout that you do when the moment strikes you, it's what you do on a daily basis. It's that consistency that is key in helping you to compound those wins on top of win, workout on top of workout. Over time, you see the results that you want. Now, I have a saying, I say that sometimes it seems a little controversial, but I, at first, initially, is quantity over quality. And what I mean is simply that, is that it's all about consistency at first. You just want get, to get the workouts in just most days of the week, get the quantity, of workouts, so out of seven days, you work out four days? That's the quantity. Down the road, we can start to fine tune and make the quality workout. So again, it's just consistency is key. That's workout number secret number one. Don't forget that. Workout secret number two is set attainable goals. Everything in life is goals. You want to have some kind of target, some kind of metric that you're working towards, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a weight goal. It doesn't have to be a. It doesn't even have to be a body composition goal. In fact, I usually recommend and it doesn't. I think your goal, an attainable goal, should be, if you're just starting out, should be what I like to call guilt-producing easy, which just means, like, initially, your goal should just be, okay, I'm going I'm to work out most days of the week, or I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast most days of the week. So again, that just means four days out of seven, you're eating a healthy breakfast. You're not grabbing that donut. You're not grabbing some pastry. You're having a healthy breakfast most days of the week. That's four days. You're, you're working out, again, guilt-producing easy. Anybody can look at that and think, okay, I can do that. That's not overwhelming. That's not stressing. That's not, that's not frustrating to accomplish. That's very doable, and anybody can do that. So set attainable goals. Number workout number three is make it convenient. Again, it has to be convenient. has to be conducive to your lifestyle. It can't be, you know, well, oh, I'm going to make this, I'm going to work out twice a day, first thing in the morning and at night, and, and I'm going to join this gym cross, this, uh, cross town, and I'm going to make this. It has to be convenient. It has to be already something you can fit in, whether it's, it's near your house if you go to a facility, or, or it's, if it's at home, you have a designated area that's convenient to work out, it has to be convenient, because the easier it is, the less friction, the better, because friction is not good, especially when starting a new habit or a new lifestyle change. Now, workout secret number four is find out something you love. What what sets your heart on fire? And um, you know what, I find this hard to believe, but uh, not everybody likes going to a fitness studio. Shocking, I know. So, if you're one of those people, find out what, what sets your soul on fire. I mean, maybe maybe it's biking, maybe it's running outside, maybe it's pickleball, maybe it's whatever it is. Find something that's going to be enjoyable. You're going to find you're going to find enjoyment from, it, and something that is going to get you the results. You know, you don't want to say, "Oh well, I enjoy walking." mall walking but if when you go to the mall you really do more shopping than you do walking again it has to be enjoyable it's something you love to do but it has to be something that's going to be effective so that's number four and last but not least number five is work with a pro and i say work with a pro but we could even just substitute we're pro with just with a workout buddy work with work out with somebody somebody that's going to hold you accountable somebody that's going to be there when you don't feel like exercise and you don't feel like eating healthy it's going to be that person to to help you, to help pull you along, to give you that nudge, to do what they need to do to be an accountability partner. And you know what? There's no better feeling than paying it forward when you're in a time and place, when your workout buddy doesn't feel like working out, and you push that person. And then it goes two ways. It goes both ways. You feel better, they feel better, you both get your workouts in. So there's your five secrets. Secret number one is consistency is key. Secret number two is attainable goals. Secret number three is make it convenient. Workout secret number four is find something you love. And workout secret number five is work out with a pro. All right, I hope that helps. Continue to live an amazing, amazing, amazing life. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Have a great day. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Brian with the Fitness Success After 40 podcast, and today we're gonna to talk about making this summer your best summer ever and what you can do. we gonna give you some fun things, gonna have some fun today in the Fitness Success After 40, the science and art of living your best life. So, you know, I love this time of year. I love spring. It's my favorite because obviously it's going into summer and my birthday is in May, which is kind of a spring birthday. So it's just a time of year is just filled with optimism, is filled with opportunity. So here are some things to think about, a little food for thought as we go into the summer months, spring and summer, and how can we make this the best summer and actually have some fun. So we're going to give you some ideas here. So how about um, to kind of look at, you know, the year is almost half over, you know, we're coming into June means that the first year is half over. So what if you just kind of look at what your calendar, look at what you've done has gotten you to this halfway point? Like what's what have you done thus far? And this kind of make some changes. So first of all, what if we could exercise two more hours each week than you did the first half of the year. So, you know, so say for the first six months of the year, say you, you exercised, I, I don't know, four or five times a week, what if you could add two hours a week to that? And again, that doesn't have to be in one day, certainly doesn't have to be in two days, but what if that's like another 10 or 15 minutes on certain days, huh? Now you start thinking, okay, I think I could do that. I could add up an extra 15 minutes each workout. Just sort of add two hours to, to to your workouts per week. How about we go to bed and wake up at the same time each day? So again, look back at the first half of your year. Maybe it was a little haphazard. Maybe you had a tendency to hit the snooze button a lot. Maybe you had a tendency to have some late nights. What if you just said, all right, the second half of the day of the year, I'm just going to go to bed and wake up at the same time each and every day, even on weekends. Imagine that. All right, number three is drink less alcohol. Now, it's possible, all right? I know we're coming into the summertime. It is possible to drink less alcohol. So just think about, okay, what have I been doing the first half of the year? What if I just drink a little bit less alcohol the second part of the year? Number four is sign up for a personal trainer. And, you know, and again, I don't know where you're at in your health and fitness and fat loss journey. Maybe you've had one the first half. If so, awesome. If you haven't, maybe it'd be a good idea to kind of get some professional guidance, get some expertise to help you come up with a structured routine that's going to help you achieve the results that you want. Um, Number five is what if we stop drinking and eating artificial sweeteners? So again, those are just sort of the little things that, you know, these are kind of low-hanging fruit. What right? I mean, like, this is kind of easy to do. Some of these things, it doesn't take that much more effort to eat, to, uh, to consume, stop eating and drinking artificial sweeteners. It doesn't take that much effort to drink less alcohol. It doesn't take that much effort to go to bed and wake up at the same time. So, um, you know, these are all pretty easy. All right, this, this next one is, uh, is one of my favorites. Number six is what if you just decided to use a little heavier weights. So this is obviously for people who are already working out, but whatever you're at, what if you just went a little heavier, like even just two and a half pounds heavier? So instead of using 10 pounds, use 12 and a half, or instead of 15, 17, just a little heavier. Again, keep per- perfect form, make sure that you're not overdoing it. But what if you just went a little heavier? Obviously, your repetition range might go down a little bit, but hmm, just some food for thought. Number seven is, what if we just eat less bread? or even eliminated bread altogether, but we're not gonna go too crazy here, all right? It's summertime, we like our hot dogs, we like our hamburgers, like the roasts. But what if we just ate less bread? <coughs> Matter of fact, what if we just ate less white stuff in general, white, less pasta, white breads, white rice? Just whatever you've done in this half a year, what if we just did a little bit half the second? kind of food for thought for you all right number eight is what if you just kind of trained for a 5k uh race um you know made it based on a charity that's near and near to your heart that's what i love about the racing community is a lot of these 5ks are usually they they, they raise money for all sorts of causes from cancer to different churches and everything in between. So find something near and dear to your heart and train for the 5K. And you know what? You don't have to run it. All you have to do is complete it. So even if out of that 5K, that 3.2 miles, say you just – you run half and walk half. Still a goal, still something to do, something fun, and it's great for a great cause. Number nine is eliminate corn syrup from your diet. This is very insidious. Sugar has got like 52 different pseudonames and it's very insidious. It's in everything, but we know that corn syrup, which basically is sugar, is in so many different products. It's in ketchup, it's in candies, stuff that we know. Uh, It's in a lot of processed food. So what if we just eliminated corn syrup from our diet? Again, not very hard to do, but just have to be more mindful. And number 10 is, what if we exercise at least four times each week? So again, this kind of goes back to getting wherever you're at in your health and fitness journey. If you're not exercising, what if you just say, okay, the second half of the year, I'm just going to work out five times, five times a week. Number 11, eat healthy, simple dinners at home. Now, I know that this day and age is funny how we go out, we eat out all the time, and, and it's just so easy to go grab a quick bite, and we can get it delivered, and with things like Grubhub and all that, the stuff is delivered is just so easy, but it never trumps the, the, the process of eating at home, eating something healthy that you've made that you know is healthy. You know, you can get something baked from a restaurant, but you don't know how it's baked, you don't know what it is, you don't know how much butter that are in there, even a little sugar. You don't know how it's made, but if you make it, you know. All right, next one, number 12, is do not eat fast food. So what if, uh, again, for the second half of the year, we just eliminated eating fast food or certainly cut back on fast food? 13. Drink less caffeine. How about that? No, no explanation needed on that. Number fourteen: Eat more protein and fiber. So that's one of the things we we talk about all the time here on the podcast and in the studio and our videos. We preach it eating fiber and protein at every meal. That stimulates your metabolism, helps you feel full. It helps you. It helps you rebuild, rejuvenate, and recharge. Eat your protein. Eat your fiber. Eat more of it. On number fifteen, my favorite: Drink more water throughout the day. And um, again, I talked about. This all the time no need to beat that down here number 16 is do not eat packaged snack foods and this it's easy to do It's one of those things that and it's easy to justify like um you know all these granola bars it says healthy granola when it's really not you know it's packaged and it's not necessarily it has sugar in there it's processed it's not as healthy as it is so what if we just kind of eliminated doing that and just again it takes a little bit of planning so you know instead of eating the packaged snack foods that you actually like maybe baggy up some almonds or you you bring some fruit some things that 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 are healthy for you are and number 17 is contact a, a workout buddy or an accountability per- person. So find somebody that you trust, somebody that's gonna hold you accountable, that you can hold them accountable and just make a, a verbal agreement with them. Say, hey, listen, man, I want you to keep me on track. i want to keep you on track. Let's do this. The first half of the year is come and gone. We're at the second leg of this year. Let's make this our best leg of the year, best half of the year. And uh, I'll watch out for you. You got my back. Let's do this, all right? So there's 17 ways to make the second half of the year the best part of the year and to make this summer your best summer ever. All right, hope that helps. Be great. If you need any help on any of that stuff, reach out, myself, my team. We are here to help you become the best version of yourself. Hey, what's up, I'm Vice Brian with Applied Fitness, and welcome to another episode of Fitness Success After 40, where we talk about the science and art of living an amazing life. And today we're going to talk about weight loss resistance syndrome, and what we call WLRS, weight loss resistance syndrome, and why this is so, so prevalent, especially for uh, for females over the age of 40, and what we can do to uh, to counteract that. Because we talk a lot about, you know, the aging process, but we are here to give you also obviously the science and the art of living that and overcoming that. So, so what exactly is uh, weight loss resistance syndrome? So weight loss resistance syndrome is a term that we use to describe the difficulty that women over forty experience when trying to lose weight. It's often attributed to hormonal imbalances, changes in muscle mass, and a slower metabolism. So those are the three things that we focus on all the time is hormonal imbalances, changes in muscle mass, and the slower metabolism. So let's talk about those individually because taking collectively, that is what causes the resistance syndrome. Those three factors are the, are the uh, syndrome, and they're just exacerbated by such things as poor sleep and stress makes it even worse. Those are, those are force multipliers meaning that uh, the added stress and cortisol makes it worse. uh, The lack of good quality sleep makes it worse. So let's break it down. So first off, we're talking about hormonal imbalances. Now the hormonal imbalances is just as we age, especially the perimenopausal or the uh, menopausal state is obviously the lower estrogen. So what happens when our estrogen is lower, that leads to to weight gain because as you approach menopause, estrogen levels decrease and it leads to fat storage, particularly around the belly area. And the lower estrogen, travels, um, estrogen levels can cause insulin resistance, making it more difficult for the body to process sugar. So normally what you used to be able to eat when you're in your 20s and 30s, if it's higher in sugar, you'd be able to process that. You can't uh, as we age because of the, the lowered and reduced estrogen levels, So that's super important right there, obviously. Number two is the slow metabolism because of muscle wasting. So we talk all the time about sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting. And the implication there is obviously not just do we lose strength and balance and mobility, but more importantly that muscle wasting, um, you see muscle is metabolically active. So um, when we lose muscle, we're actually lowers your metabolism because your metabolic rate decreases because of that. So obviously that is something that we want to focus on is increasing the, the, uh, the uh, strength training to increase the muscle tone. And last is the last factor that we talk about is just the, is the slower metabolism is the, uh, it's usually diet-related, and that's just to uh, having too high of uh, carbohydrates. So what t- the high carbohydrates does is it's stored as fat. So obviously, let's break that down. So we can't really focus too much on the hormonal because that is, that's just your body. That's mother nature. The estrogen is going to go down. But we can control that through diet, exercise, but also through the stress management and through proper sleep. So those two things is gonna help with the hormonal changes. The the muscle wasting, obviously, through a strength training program that's the right amount of resistance for the right amount of um, repetition range, that's gonna help you reverse the uh, sarcopenia or muscle wasting too. So that's that's important there. And obviously, the last but not least is the slower metabolism by all those things to combined that'll raise your metabolism. So I hope that helps us kind of a a one-on-one on, uh, on weight loss resistance syndrome um, that's what we focus on here that's all we focus on so until next time I hope that helps talk to you soon Hey, what's up everybody? It's Brian with Applied Fitness and welcome back to the Fitness Success After 40 podcast. It is the science and art of living an amazing life because average is the enemy. We want an amazing life for you, for ourselves, for everybody. So today we're going to talk about weight loss resistance syndrome and how that's holding you back from achieving the results that you want, especially if you're a female over the age of 40. And I feel like sometimes I'm always talking about females over 40. I feel like I'm picking on you. I'm really not. I love you all. I just, it is unfortunately so, so prevalent in the over 40 age group for females where the, the weight loss resistance syndrome, it just really typically affects women, which is what it does is it makes it harder to lose weight. Um, is this term that we use to describe the difficulty for women over 40 to lose weight. The syndrome is often attributed to hormonal imbalances, changes in muscle mass, and a slower metabolism that occurs as we age. So let's talk about those individually, all right? So first off, a slower metabolism can make it harder for a woman over 40 to lose weight because your metabolism is the rate at which the body converts food into energy. So let me say that one more time. If we say metabolism all the time, and sometimes we brush over um, what it means. I'm a big believer in the fundamentals of words and understanding. So when I say metabolism, I want us all to understand that we're talking about the rate at which the body converts food to energy. So as a woman ages, the metabolic rate tends to decline due to various factors, including decrease in muscle mass with the hormonal changes, and muscle is metabolically active. So when you lose that muscle tone, sarcopenia, when you lose that muscle tone, metabolism slows down because of the reduced muscle mass. So so I hope you're following that. That's that's pretty important. That's why we always talk about the importance of strength training. Uh, Number two is the hormonal changes play a significant role in weight loss resistance for women over 40. As women approach menopause, estrogen levels decrease which can lead to increased fat storage, particularly around the belly area. Additionally, lower estrogen levels can cause insulin resistance making it even more difficult for the body to process sugar and increases the risk of weight gain. So again, it goes back to you know when you were in our 20s and our 30s, we could eat certain foods and our body could just metabolize it easier and faster. We could process that sugar. But again, as our estrogen goes down, it makes it harder to process that sugar so that is stored as fat again around the belly so so that's the bad news so how about for some good news here? So I think that the in summary, we want to talk about what we can do um, this about this complex issue, you know. So there's certain things that makes it worse. There's what we call force multipliers that actually makes it worse. And two of those is lack of sleep and stress. And, um, you know, those are two things that we need to control. You know, obviously sleep is super important. We've learned, we talked about it more and more about how important sleep is, especially deep sleep. So, you know, you really want to get that seven, eight, maybe nine hours of sleep. Do your best. I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but focus on trying to get that quality sleep. And second is stress reduction because when you're under stress, that cortisol, that'll kill you. That high cortisol, it it puts you in a fight or flight mode where your body just wants to cling to that fat and it doesn't want to let go of stored fat. So you gotta moderate your stress. You gotta get your the sleep and you gotta strength train. And you know we talked about it earlier, but the strength training really is what's gonna help stimulate and ignite your metabolism so you burn more calories even at rest. So that really is the foundation Um, and also to keep your metabolism elevated, you want to make sure you're eating sufficient amount of protein. Now you know we're not gonna advocate a high high protein diet but we are going to advocate over 100 grams of protein to make sure that you are stimulating your metabolism, that you're keeping your, your uh, metabolism elevated, and that's what protein is going to do. Carbohydrates do the opposite. So keep that in mind for your meal planning and do your strength training, get your sleep, and reduce and moderate your stress. That's a great place to start to reverse and eliminate metabolic uh, weight loss syndrome. So I hope that helps, and we will talk to you next show. Bye bye. Class is in session. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Brian with Applied Fitness and welcome back to the Fitness Success After 40 podcast where we're going to talk about the science and art of living an amazing life because average is the enemy and amazing is the only way to live and today class is in session we're going to talk about basic fat loss math and knowing the numbers and how once you know you take something that seems overwhelming and break it down into the bite-sized chunks it makes it so much easier, so today we going to talk about the basic math and and how losing weight happens and uh, what what exactly that means from a an analytical standpoint so first let 's break it down mathematically, so a pound of fat is thirty five hundred calories. Uh, so that's 3,500 calories, which sounds like a lot, and it is, especially when the average American eats around 2,000 to 2,200 calories a day. So right away, like, oh my God, if I want to lose weight, I got to eat, eat less than 3,500 calories plus my normal calories. That's going to be nearly impossible. And at first blush, it sounds like it. But what I want to do today is, again, is kind of break that down. So, you know, here we're all about the slow and steady, breaking, you know, losing weight over time as opposed. Goes to all at once or anything and that's just destined to fail. So what we're gonna talk about is a way to achieve success. And we're gonna start very conservatively and go from there and have some fun. So let's break down that 3,500 calories. So figure a week, we're gonna go in a week cycle. So out of seven days, so 3,500 3, divided by seven is only 500 calorie deficit that you need a day to reach a pound of fat loss a week. So again, let me tell you that, like, like, think about that. So only 500 calories a day over a seven-day period, and you'll lose a pound of fat. So again, I think that's liberating because it lets you know, all right, we don't have to do this all at once. We just need to do little increments at a time. So let's take that even further. So what's 500 calories look like? So we could do that two ways. Well, really, three. We could do it, A, just through diet, which is tough but you could do that's just eating a little bit less each meal and you'll probably get a 500 calorie uh, reduction You probably not even really notice it honestly if you have a little bit less for your breakfast a little less for lunch a little less for dinner you probably wouldn't even necessarily know it. it's not like you're going to be hungry second is you do it through exercise and that's easy to do too you could certainly do a five six hundred calorie workout and burn the calories through that or Those are individual. I always like the corporate way, which would be to, like, say, cut your calories from diet, maybe two to 300 calories, and then add in exercise, two to 300 calories. So, again, you're getting that five to 600 calorie uh, daily decrease, again, over a week. That's well over a pound of fat. So you do that a month, that's four pounds. Again, that might not necessarily be exciting, but let's take that a step further, all right? Let's get wild and crazy here and say, what if every day we did a 500-calorie decrease in through, through our meal planning? So again, that's 500 calories. That's a little less in the morning, a little less in the afternoon, a little less in the evening. You wouldn't even know it, especially if you're, just, if you're eating the right amount of foods. You wouldn't even feel the difference. You wouldn't even know the difference. But yeah, you'd be in calories deficit on top of that this burn 500 calories get a good workout a good strength training workout to burn 500 calories so now we're talking a thousand calorie um, deduction each day so again over uh, over a week now we're talking two pounds a week Over a month, that's eight pounds. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. And the benefit of that is, A, is it's simple to do. Like, there's nothing there that's really depriving yourself. It's not overdoing it. You're not doing long, slow, boring workouts. You're not starving yourself. All that's easy to do. Second is sustainable, meaning that, like, if you do it at that rate, you're going to keep the weight off, which is always the holy grail. To lose the weight and keep it off. You will at that rate because it's a sustainable rate. And number three is it's simple to follow. It's not Complicated. You're not going keto or intermittent fasting or you're working out twice a day. You're not doing any of that stuff. All that stuff can come and down the road we can kind of uh, incorporate some of that. But initially, if you just do those two simple things, you're going to lose two pounds of fat a week. Again, over a month, that's eight pounds. Again, you could be even a little more aggressive if you want, but again, we're just going to keep it simple for today. So I hope that helps. Now that we understand the basic math, fat loss, math, just go out, just get it done, talk to your coach, come up with a program to get you there, and it's often easier than you think. It's, It's not simple, but it's easy. So I hope that helps, and if you need anything, reach out. We're here to help you. All right? Be great. What is your greatest and most valuable resource? Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brian with Applied Fitness, and today on the Fitness Success After Forty podcast, we're going to talk exactly about what your number one greatest valuable resource is because it's not what you think it is. So, hey, welcome! Today, uh, we're going to do a deep dive into um, you know something that's super important. You know, we always hear that uh, you know your number one resource and the one thing you can't get back is is time. And although that is true, we can't get time back. I will say that's not your greatest resource. Your greatest resource is actually energy. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I've seen so many people, and it breaks your heart, you know, that that, that they get to a point where they just don't have energy and they can't do anything. They can't do the things that they want. They can't do the things that they used to do. They can't do the things that they should be doing. And, you know, over time, you start to see their quality of life go down. So, um, you know, I view energy as life. Uh, energy is vitality energy is to be able to do what you want when you want for as long as you want because you can not because you 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 can't um, you know, it's you see this in everyday life. You know, you see people. It's 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 the dad that can't play with his kids after work because he's too tired, or the mom who doesn't feel like going out with her friends because she just doesn't have the energy, or the husband and wife, the couple, the partners that don't want to go out on date night because they're just too tired. And obviously, there is so many more examples in between that I just gave you some of the outliers. But I think the point is, is that. You know energy is really what what you want and, you know energy and confidence, and um, you know unlike time time, obviously we can 't get more of unfortunately, but energy you can and you can manifest time and i 'm sorry, you can manifest energy, and you know obviously we do that through diet and through exercise, proper nutrition hydration, sleeping, all that stuff gives you more energy and gives you greater quality of life and will help you to do the things that you want. You know, we we stand behind the the podcast. This is the science and art of living an amazing life. And that's exactly what we want for each and every one of you. It's not just to stumble your way through your forties, fifties, sixties and beyond, just to kind of like get into retirement and then and then slow down. No, we want you to hit the ground running and we want you to have that energy to do and live the life that you want because you deserve to so um, your most valuable resource is energy so keep that in mind a little different paradigm shift think of things a little bit different and you'll realize that uh that um you know fostering your energy levels fostering your health and vitality is everything because without that you're just going to be that person that just that is always tired or lethargic and just watches the world passing by and if that's you that's not what this is all about so all right love you all any any questions or need any help in anything you reach out to us we're here to help all right be great hey what's up everybody it's brian with applied fitness and this is another episode of the fitness success after 40 the science and Art of living an amazing life. And I wanted to send this podcast to you today because I wanted to talk to you about something that uh, doesn't get enough attention, I think, and we're going to break that down now. And this is going to be 10 reasons why you should be, I dare say, need to be strength training if you're over the age of 40. And these 10 reasons, it was actually hard, honestly, to break it down. So I was doing research for this show. I came up with the first, this was like 33 or 34 reasons, positive benefits for strength training over the age of 40 and just the many benefits the multitude of benefits but I didn't want to go on and ramble so I broke it down to 10 and they actually made me get even more super focused so uh, let's talk about the 10 all right so number one first off is it slows the aging process. And that's super, super important because, you know, as we age, obviously the, the strength training is the only thing that can age, that can slow the aging process. And what I mean by that is sarcopenia, which happens as we age, that's literally muscle wasting. And osteopenia, osteoporosis, which is literally bone wasting, can only be, those two things can only be counteracted through strength training. Cardiovascular doesn't do it. Uh, uh, other forms of Exercise doesn't do it, but strength training does. So that's super, super important. Um, And and also it helps, it reverses the aging process because it helps keep you stronger, which is obvious. But that allows you to live that quality of life, whether that's playing sport or just doing activities around the house or just having the the strength to to play with your children and your grandchildren. All, All those things can only be improved through strength training. All right, number two is resistance training is the only thing and again only thing that is known to ignite your metabolism now you know again cardiovascular is great for the heart great for the lungs uh, it ha- certainly has its benefits we love doing cardio but more importantly if you really want to burn fat drop inches drop uh, drop weight really strength training is where it's at because the strength training is what ignites and keeps your metabolism elevated and by doing that you burn more calories throughout the day you look toned you look leaner and And you have more energy all because of strength training all right number three is strength training improves balance balance and coordination which again so so important we take those things for granted when we're younger but as we age we realize that balance coordination are so important and again those can only be improved through through strength training um all right next one is it lowers blood pressure and your risk factors for heart disease, diabetes, uh, a lot of different metabolic uh, syndrome issues that all those can be lowered through strength training. Because what it does is it lowers your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and it raises your HDL, which is your good cholesterol. So all those obviously help with heart disease prevention and diabetes prevention. All right, next is it helps with depression and anxiety. And I don't know about you, and we actually have a saying that, you know, you're one workout away. And sometimes I, I say that joke and that's one workout away from a better mood. So uh, working out in strength training actually helps with depression and anxiety because it's very easy to see success in strength training. You know, like if you do five pounds this week, in a few weeks you do a little bit more, you see that progression. And although it doesn't seem like much, that psychologically kind of gives you it gives you energy and it gives you positive self-reassurance. It gives you confidence. It gives you all that thing. So it kind of helps with the endorphin rush to overcome the you know the the, the feel-good uh, endorphins the, the feel-good hormones all right next is um, obviously it approves in appearance now you know obviously um, again you know cardiovascular is great but there's really not going to be any toning or leanness to, to cardiovascular you know like when you, you could run you could run 10 miles and your body's gonna kind of stay the same Where strength training you do that for a couple months you start to see muscles Obviously, you start to see definition. You start to see tight, toned, and trimmed tummy. You start to see scoped thighs and legs. You see toned uh, um, arms and shoulders. All those things can only be achieved uh, through through strength training. It can't be through other modalities. Um, and lastly, is we want to talk about how it actually can help certain things like uh, Parkinson's disease, uh, osteoarthritis disease, um, all those things, uh, cognitive impairment, all those things I again, are things that we don't think about when we're younger. But as we age, those things start to happen, start to slip in into our lifestyle. So strength training can kind of help uh, counteract those things. So again, that's 10 reasons that if you're not strength training, you should be. And uh, if in, you don't have to go all out, I mean, even twice, twice a week, three times a week, start slow and progress slowly. But just make sure you're doing some form of whole body strength training, uh, that you're training, Yeah, you, you're, big major muscle groups that you're doing that a few to three times a week and you will see those you will experience those benefits and uh, like i said there's nothing better than being able to have that strength ability mobility flexibility coordination balance to do the things that you want so i'm brown applied fitness i hope that helps talk to you soon Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Success After Forty: The Science and Art of Living an Amazing Life. And today I want to talk about five real issues that are so so important in the forty and over age group. And um, you know, as as I progress in my own journey, I'm forty-seven, and you know, in the forties, I realize that these things are so so important. And let me know um, if you experience any of these. These five things are, are real important and. Um, I think we should probably talk about them publicly because I think some of them, you know, just kind of get forgotten about. Um, so the aging population, there's, the first thing we're talking about is the fear of aging. You know, where we're worried about the typical health issues that come with aging, such as reduced mobility, strength, and overall fitness. And you know we we start to look back at what we used to be able to do in our youth, and we look forward and realize, wait a minute, I don't think I can do that stuff anymore. I'm starting to age. The weight is starting to creep up. My energy's starting to 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 uh, to be depleted. I, I feel foggy. I just don't feel myself. I always have these aches and pains. I wake up sore. You start to feel like that. You start to fear aging, and that's a very real issue. And I I experience that, you know, obviously. And so that's something that that to talk. Talk about and to talk about really, you know how to overcome that. And I'll tell you this: it's not about changing a million different things. It's not about breaking your body down and going all oh, out wow, how hard you can beat yourself down or or, or doing something like that. It's not about breaking yourself down it really is about building yourself back up and that's so so important you know as we age not to overdo it not to over exercise it's just as bad as under exercising so that's the first one number 2 is desire for control cuz we feel like we're lost control over our body and we want to regain it and you know as i mentioned in the aging one the previous one like as we age like we want that control of of knowing that okay i'm going to be able to you know you know to have the energy to get through a workday and still play with the kids. Or I want to be able to, you know, uh, get through the workday and and go out with friends and do fun stuff. Or, you know, play catch with my son. All these things like the desire for control of to know that, okay, I can predict that a year, three, five, heck, ten years from now, I'm not going to be um, incapacitated and um you know th- th- we want to have that control um so that's a very real thing number 3 is social pressure and this is kind of bs but and when i say bs i mean like it shouldn't be like this but unfortunately, it is it's you, know, you feel the social pressure to look a certain way, especially in a society that often values youth and thinness. You know, um, you know, you look at social media, you see these influencers, you see these people, and you're like, oh, I should look like that. Uh, why, you know, why they have it so good, and you know, and you feel like you're compared to them. And that's not it. Shouldn't a, it shouldn't be like that? And B, it's you know, that's a very real issue of something that that we struggle with internally, and it's something. That, you know I give you permission to to kind of um, uh, disengage from but you know just sort of keep that in the back of your mind that you know just because you see someone online you don't know their backstory you don't know anything about them so you know don't ever compare yourself because comparison is the thief of joy. All right number four is lack of confidence. you know you may lack the confidence in your ability to lose weight or get fit. You know, you lack that confidence that, you know what, I don't think I can do this because um, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do first. I don't know what I should prioritize. And you know, that really is where having a coach or a mentor or a workout buddy, somebody to help you with that confidence, okay, you know, you may not have the confidence, but here's where you should start. Here's what you should be doing. And more importantly, probably things you shouldn't be doing. And that obviously helps, you know, injury prevention, but also in effectiveness and making it fun and challenging. but not, you know, not, not, it's stimulation, not annihilation. All right. So, and last but not least is the fear of failure. Now, you may have tried to lose weight in the past and failed or he, you may have seen some success and lost the success or, or whatever. You may have achieved amazing success. If so, that's awesome. But I know for a lot of us, you know, we've tried stuff in the past and it just wasn't right for us. We didn't fail. It's more the program failed us. So, you know, you really have that fear of failure and, you know, of, and we have to overcome that and we have to to kind of overcome those limiting self-beliefs that, you know what, the past is the past. The past is not. Define you, and um, you know what? Yesterday ended last night, so you know today's a new day. So you can start a new program and see success. You know what happened in the past doesn't matter. Anymore. That's the best part about fitness is you know yesterday it's, it's good and bad. Yesterday's workout was great, but that doesn't help me today. And same conversely, the the converse is true too. That yesterday's failure doesn't affect me today either. So, so there you go. So I hope those things help. Uh, like I said, very real issue that, you know, you don't really hear people talking about, but I want to talk to today about the podcast. So hope that helps. Be great if you have any issues or problems or need any help in any of those. Reach out to us. We are here. We are built to serve, and this is our mission, and you are our, 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 uh, our person that we want to help. All right, so be great. Talk to you soon. Three reasons why you need to start your health and fitness and fat loss journey now, like right now. Hey, what's up, It's Brian with the Fitness Success After Forty podcast. It's about the science and art of living an amazing life. And today, I just want to give you three reasons—a little motivation, if you will—about uh, three reasons why you need to start now. And I, I like talking about these because it's not just the health; it's health and fitness. But it's not just the aesthetics. You know, obviously, I. Don't need to tell you more and more. We think we can all agree that working out helps you to look better. Um, It helps, you know, more tone, defined, lean look. Obviously, I don't think there's anyone that disputes that. If so, God help them. But... These are three reasons that are more and more important than than that, in my opinion, but uh, we certainly don't talk about as much, and this is the part where the science comes in. Um, all right, so number one is just to rediscover self-confidence, you know, to help reclaim your self-esteem, and it may have been eroded throughout the years due to societal pressures or personal struggle, struggles or, you know, focusing on your career or your family, um, you know, and those are always things, you know, you do two decades of focusing on your career or raising a family and somewhere along the line your personal and health and fitness took a back seat, um, that can lead to feelings of neglect and low self esteem. So, you know, by undertaking a fitness workout program, you know, you can start overcoming that that uh, that lack of self confidence because, you know, it's very noble and honorable focusing on your family, your career, but now it's time to focus on yourself. That's not selfish, that is self less. All right. Number two is building strength for life's challenging. You know, Life after 40 can bring unexpected challenges. Uh, you know, you, 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 your children start to leave or you start to face retirement or, you know, you start to face a different chapter of your life and you really want to make sure that you have that strength to, to do that and not just physical strength but emotional strength too. You know, and these are all examples of, you know, we've had clients that as they went into retirement, they wanted to start golfing more or they wanted to start doing 5Ks or a number of them actually wanted to start doing pickleball. Um, and, you know, those are all things to have that strength to be able to do that. And, you know, and, and even parents that still work, you know, to be able to have that strength to to work a full day, full eight-hour day, come home, make dinner, do everything they have to do, all the thousand things they have to do, and then still have energy to play with their kids, which is a monumental task in and of itself. So all that is so, so important. And you need the strength and endurance to be able to do that. That's not just going to happen by itself. You're just not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, wow, I feel great. I feel stronger. I look amazing. This is awesome. It just doesn't happen that way. I right? wish it did, but it doesn't. All right. Number three is empowerment and independence. You know, as we ease, there can be a fear of losing independence due to physical limitations, due to lack of energy. You know, you start to get that, you start to feel less empowered because you feel like I can't do what I used to do. But conversely, when you start exercising again, you start regaining that empowerment. You start regaining that independence, and you know what? There's nothing. And honestly, I say this all the time that, but my number one reason for exercise and wellness and fitness and health, in my mind, is freedom. Is just to have that freedom, which is really just another word for independence and an empowerment to be able to do what the hell I want to do, when I want to do it, for as long as I want to do it. You know, and not have to be, um, you know, just be sidelined because I just I can't do it I just you know that that's just in my mind that's unacceptable and I'm going to ride this train as long as I can and um and of course that requires being smart and not overdoing it and you know pushing myself to a certain level and not beyond and and that's same for you same for all of us so th- those are three reasons to start a health and fitness and fat loss program now that again have nothing to do with looking great naked which is all awesome but these are more and more important it or not so hope that helps if you need any help with any of those reach out to us we are here to serve we are here to give back we're here to provide improve impact and influence the health wellness of the community i'm brian applied fitness be great three reasons why you need to start your health and fitness and fat loss journey now like right now Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brian with the Fitness Success After 40 podcast. It's about the science and art of living an amazing life. And today I just want to give you three reasons, a little motivation, if you will, about uh, three reasons why you need to start now. And I, I like talking about these because it's not just the health it's, it's health and fitness, but it's not just the aesthetics. You know, obviously, I don't need to tell you more and more we think we can all agree that working out helps you to look better um it helps you know more tone defined lean look obviously i don't think there's anyone that disputes that if so god help them but these are three reasons that are more and more important than, than that, in my opinion, but uh, we certainly don't talk about as much. And this is the part where the science comes in. Um, all right, so number one is just to rediscover self-confidence, you know, to help reclaim your self-esteem. And it may have been eroded throughout the years due to societal pressures or personal struggles or, you know, focusing on your career or your family. Um, you know, and those are always things, you know, you do two decades of focusing on your career or raising a family and somewhere along the line your personal and health and fitness took a back seat, um, that can lead to feelings of neglect and low self-esteem. So, you know, by undertaking a fitness workout program, you know, you can start overcoming that that uh, that lack of self confidence because, you know, it's very noble and honorable focusing on your family, your career, but now it's time to focus on yourself. That's not selfish, that is self less. All right. Number two is building strength for life's challenging. You know, Life after 40 can bring unexpected challenges. Uh, you know, you, you, you your children start to leave or you start to face retirement or, you know, you start to face a different chapter of your life and you really want to make sure that you have that strength to to do that and not just physical strength but emotional strength too, you know. And these are all examples of, you know, we've had clients that as they went into retirement, they wanted to start golfing more or they wanted to start doing 5Ks or a number of them actually wanted to start doing pickleball. Um and you know, those are all things to have that strength to be able to do that. And you know, and, and even parents that still work, you know, to be able to have that strength to to work a full day, full eight hour day, come home, make dinner, do everything they have to do, all the thousand things they have to do, and then still have energy to play with their kids, which is a monumental task in and of itself. So all that is so so important. And you need the strength and endurance to be able to do that. That's not just gonna happen by itself. You're just not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, wow, I feel great. I feel stronger. I look amazing. This is awesome. It just doesn't happen that way, all right? I wish it did, but it doesn't. All right, number three is empowerment and independence. You know, as we ease, there can be a fear of losing independence due to physical limitations, due to lack of energy. You know, you start to get that, you start to feel less empowered because you feel like, I can't do what I used to do. But conversely, when you start exercising again, you start regaining that empowerment. You start regaining that independence. And you know what? There's nothing. And honestly, I say this all the time that my number one reason for exercise and wellness and fitness and health, in my mind, is freedom. It's just to have that freedom, which is really just another word for independence and and empowerment, to be able to do what the hell I want to do, when I want to do it, for as long as I want to do it, you know, and not have to be, um, you know, just be sidelined because I just I can't do it I just you know that that's just in my mind that's unacceptable and I'm going to ride this train as long as I can and um and of course that requires being smart and not overdoing it and you know pushing myself to a certain level and not beyond and and that's same for you same for all of us so th- those are three reasons to start a health and fitness and fat loss program now that again have nothing to do with looking great naked which is all awesome but these are more and more important beliefs or not. So hope that helps. If you need any help with any of those, reach out to us. We are here to serve. We are here to give back. We're here to provide, improve, impact, and influence the health, wellness of the community. Right, I'm Brian with Applied Fitness. Be great.